Welcome back to another episode on Coffee with Craner, and we're back in the new year. The last time we spoke was in December, so I appreciate everyone rejoining for this special show here today with Jody Butts. Jody Butts is an incredible person who uh, is a board director, a lawyer, health system executive, entrepreneur, and many things, and also a host of her own podcast show, Risk. So I, I want to introduce Jody today. She graduated from the University of Windsor for those that are watching from the Windsor Essex community. She also studied at a variety of other institutions, including including Ryerson, Rotman School of Business, University of Toronto, where she completed her law degree. And most recently, she's the chair to um, World Health Innovation Network. She's also chair board of, board of directors at the Walrus and a board director for excellent, credible organizations like Canada Goose, Afria, uh, Dot Health, and also an advisory board member for Bayshore Healthcare. So a lot of uh, leadership skills and positions she has in her leadership gym bag. So I'm glad to have you on the show today, Jody, and I appreciate your time. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Lyndon. And every show we, we kick off with a question relating to coffee. So Jody, I know you're located in the Ottawa area. Where in Ottawa would you say is your favorite place to get coffee? I'd say my favorite place is probably the Ministry of Coffee, mostly because it's like the best name for a coffee shop I think you could possibly have in the city of Ottawa. But I mostly drink my coffee at home. I, I can't not really fit to leave the house before I have coffee. <laughs> yes. And especially now during a, a pandemic, we're, I guess we're all making coffee at home now. They're all at home coffees. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's great, Joy. And um, you're joining us all the way from Ottawa. You have close connections to the Windsor-Essex area. Um, but I want to take take this conversation back to when you first started um, serving as a board director. What was your first position and what was that experience like for you? Um, so I would say I'm not exactly sure which was chronologically first, but um, they all kind of happened at about the same time. So one, uh, when I was uh, a young lawyer, I started my own firm with two other lawyers. And um, through a mutual connection of one of my law partners, uh, some folks reached out to me because they you know, needed to fill a vacancy for, the, uh, for an organization called Cheers. And it was the Community Head Injury Resource Service. Um, and that was because my partner was doing personal injury work. So you know, would see firsthand um, the consequences of head injuries. Um, they were also uh, had some challenges uh, with respect to their funding and some questions around um, uh, a building that they had just recently built and how they were going to fund its operating costs. So they invited me to uh, help them sort that out. And that was fantastic. Um, and then shortly thereafter, uh, I joined uh, Mount Sinai Hospital and I would eventually become their general counsel. And I had the real pleasure and privilege of working with the CEO and in supporting the governance of that organization. And I would say that was a great training ground for really getting to know how governance works and what the levers are uh, that help you uh, create good governance. So coming in as a, as a young board member, how did you find find your ways and, and fit in with, with the others that I imagine were, were much older than you at the time? Yeah, so I mean, very lucky to have a law degree. Um, I think having, um, the preparation of a law degree uh, gives you some insight into the legal side of governance and for sure compliance uh, and fiduciary obligations are a big part of that. So I always had 
that I, I tended to be the only lawyer in the room. And so, so that would at least give me some entry point and uh, some uh, authority from which to speak. Uh, but really a lot of listening, you know, um, being on a board doesn't mean you have to talk to every agenda item. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that, that you have to be an authority or say something determinative. And in fact, uh, often the best way you can serve as a board member is by asking questions. So it's okay to not know the answers. And would you say in those first couple of meetings as a, as a young board member, you were more reserved or um, how did you uh, be begin to express yourself? Were you, uh, were you nervous? You didn't ask questions for a little while and you sat back and reflected. What was that like? Well, there's nothing wrong with easing into a role, right? Um, and I would say for sure, I eased into the role, but I had a very supportive chair. And I would say um, it's important to be passionate um, about the, the boards you serve on, whether it's their product or their services, um, and whether it's for-profit or non-profit, it's important to be passionate about the organization. Um, but much like as a university student where people will say, yeah, you know, it's really important to be interested in the subject matter of that course, but take the prof, don't take the course. Um, it, I would equally say it's really important um, to have respect and kind of understand going in what you hope to learn from your chair, because your chair really has a um, huge influence over the qualities, uh, the quality of the meeting and what kind of atmosphere and tone that is around the board table. You know, a chair who says there is no stupid questions that's like very helpful, right? You're, you're, you're probably going to dive in um, a lot more quickly if you feel like there's that psychological safety there. And, and for the Walrus and, and many other organizations, what would you say your style is as, as a chair? Um, I for sure try to encourage as much feedback as possible. Um, uh, I don't see my role as having all the right answers. I see my role as kind of stewarding all the expertise around the table uh, to getting to the right answer. Um, so once again, I think it's a lot of listening, uh, to be a good chair. Um, uh, I always say too, there, there's no such thing as a successful chair and a, and a failing CEO. So, um, it's really important as chair to make sure that, that the CEO is, uh, is feeling successful and you're doing everything you can in your role as chair to tee them up for success when they enter the boardroom. Very interesting. And it's uh, definitely helpful for those young um, millennials that are watching and are, are about to enter some type of board role um, when they just started in their career. So I think that's extremely important. Um, now, making a switch over to your current roles, um, one of your roles includes uh, being a board director on Canada Goose. And, and this is a, a recognizable brand for a lot of people that are watching. Um, what would you say your role consists of as a board director for Canada Goose? So great question. And, you know, uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can answer it. But um, uh, at, at the risk of repeating myself, I'll say, number one, your job is to uh, really embrace the company and love the product. And I love Canada Goose. I've been wearing Canada Goose long before I became uh, a board member at Canada Goose. And in fact, my first Canada Goose parka uh, was a men's small because they weren't making women's parkas yet. Um, but uh, I love the outdoors, but being from Windsor, I'm maybe not such a huge fan of the cold. Um, and so uh, Canada Goose represented uh, the solution or my ability to square that circle uh, in the wintertime. Uh, so I do think that's job number one of any board member is to 
really get into the product or service or mission of the organization uh, that, that you're looking to become a part of. I think uh, number two, uh, just really understanding how you can help uh, create value around the table. Um, I think uh, for a company like Canada Goose, they do a lot of things right. Um, there's not a, you know, you're, you're not trying to help them, you know, fix a compliance problem. You're not helping them um, to try and fill any obvious gaps. They're a high performing world-class organization. So your ability to contribute value is, um, is a little bit narrower, but, uh, but I do my best uh, every day. Um, and I think the third thing is, is to ask the CEO, how can I help? How can I create value? You know, how can I help you be better? How can I help the organization uh, be more successful? And just a quick comment, there's really three kinds of governance. There's that um, compliance side. So making sure you follow the, the rules and regulations that, that govern your activities. Uh, number two, there's that fiduciary aspect. Um, and I would say that's the first thing every board member should ask themselves, who, who, am, I, who am I serving when I sit around this table? And, um, you know, uh, it's a different answer for, for every company, but for a company like Canada Goose, and especially a company that's situated in Canada, yes, first and foremost, it's the shareholders, but you also uh, have to look out for employees to make sure that they have safe working conditions, that um, they're having opportunities to grow and thrive and that the organizational development of the organization is strong. Um, and you also have to think about all the stakeholders, people within the supply chain um, and, and all of those companies that, that rely on Canada Goose's success. And of course, we're, we're our headquarters are here in Canada. So, you know, you do have to think about your role in society. And I, I would think uh, today with the pandemic, uh, with recent events uh, down south, uh, and seeing how uh, their politics are playing out right now, uh, I think you know it becomes obvious today how important it is to think about the the role of the corporation in society today. Wow, that's uh, you know definitely definitely helpful. Um, you answered a lot a lot of the questions that <laughs> I was thinking. Um, but I guess what really made you feel uh, attracted to this brand? What caught what caught your attention um, with Canada Goose specifically? Well, I would say, first of all, uh, the CEO, Danny Reese, you know, he's pretty audacious, right? Uh, he, uh, he is the third generation of his family uh, to lead uh, this company. But he was the one who said, yeah, we're going to conquer the world. And I have a product uh, that uh, I'm going to turn into a public company uh, that serves uh, people around the world and helps, uh, helps keep us warm and keeps the planet cold. And I love that audaciousness. Like that's pretty awesome, you know. Um, and I'd say the second thing is is that you know it's a real honor to be a part of a company that has Canada in its name. Um, you know, it just uh, feels amazing um, as a Canadian. And you know, <laughs> you know, Lyndon, growing up in Windsor, uh, your pride as a Canadian is is a special thing, right? Um, you feel a little bit international because you grew up on the border. Um, a lot of people from other parts of the country think of you as American because they come to our city and they see billboards or they see certain things that strike them as American. But you also tend to be fiercely proud of being Canadian. Um, I, I loved going to Detroit, but I was always happy to come home. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. And I'm glad that you have that connection, especially with with um, the CEO. And uh, he really caught your your attention with um, his audaciousness. 
but I, I want to ask also, what are some skills that you think you've gained uh, throughout your multiple roles as a board director for many organizations? Yeah, I'm super grateful to all of the chairs um, and owners of companies that have given me an opportunity to be a part of them because I do think you pay forward uh, everything you learn from one company to another company. So, you know, even getting my start in healthcare and governance there, you know, just understanding the challenges of data and how to manage quality. Um, and what does, you know, good governance look like when um, you're involved, it, you know, you touch so many people's lives. It, it, it was a really great training ground. Um, uh, but I would say, you know, really uh, some of the best skill sets I've learned is one, I think I'm a much better listener than I was when I, when I first got started. I think, you know, um, in law school, you start to, you know, you, you kind of get trained into thinking it's about having the right answers, right? Because as a lawyer, someone comes to you, they have a problem, they're not looking to you to opine on things, right? They're looking to you to help them. And, uh, and that's an important um, service that, that lawyers fill every day. Uh, and, but, but when you sit around a board table, you know, your, your job is really to listen, to reflect back uh, many times, you know, what you're hearing and, and trying to understand how it fits into the growth of the company into maybe the company's challenges and, and helping them uh, sort that out. Um, I would say the other thing uh, that I've really learned in addition to just becoming um, a much better listener is really um, the, the concept of impact, just really thinking about for each organization, whether it's for-profit or nonprofit, you know, articulating who it is that the company seeks to serve and what does positive impact look like and how do you attempt to measure that? And that's no easy task. And uh, certainly um, learning that skill hasn't given me any silver bullets, uh, but I do think that um, uh, I've learned a lot in terms of the kind of process that you go through to re reach the right answers on, the, on, the, on that big question. And I can imagine some of the decisions you've had to make and especially being, you know, direct oversight of the entire um, executive team and, and those working um, in the office, you've made some, had to make some tough decisions and, and think uh, around the entire oversight of the organization. Yeah, so you know you get you get sight lines into all different parts of the company, right? So um, you know whether it's IT, so something like you know the recent solar winds breach that maybe folks read about. You know you have to reach out to the companies that you support and figure out whether that's a challenge for for anyone who uh, any organization whose board you sit on. Um, so you know you start you start learning about how IT works and and its role within the organization. You do learn a lot about people because you get to know a lot of executives. You get to know your colleagues. I learn from my colleagues every day, um, and I think you know it's always important. You know, whatever stage you're at in your career and whatever roles you end up taking on, it's really good to reflect on yes, what you're learning, um, sort of what new skills you're you're acquiring, uh, but also understanding what you don't know. You know, um, and it's not necessarily to try and fill those gaps immediately, but to understand that that's not that's not your space and understanding which one of your colleagues around the table um, is complementary that, that, that can more lead on those issues. So I think really trying to figure out where where you can maybe 
take a little bit more of a lead on an issue, figuring out how you fit within the broader expertise around the table and uh, really seeing yourself as a, as a member of a team. I think I went like one of my concerns when um, I stopped, you know, um, being a CEO and started sitting around uh, a board table, I thought, oh, wow, I'm really going to miss being a member of a team. But you still are a member of a team. You're just not, you just don't meet every day. So it's a little bit different that way. And, and just there, you spoke a little bit about um, board members filling gaps and bringing a different mindset to each board and uh, the selection process, like we talked about a bit earlier. Um, each person uh, is different and they're diverse and they bring a totally different mindset. What would you say your the expertise that you bring to the boards that you sit on? Hmm. Okay. Well, I think for one, as a lawyer, just, you know, bringing that, that sort of compliance mindset Um something when I was at Mount Sinai hospital and um, we, we went through this whole exercise of where we listed every statute and regulation that applies to the activities um, of the hospital and its research Institute. And, that was such a, I mean, it was a huge undertaking um, for sure, uh, but it also kind of taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about how to uh, speak to people about risk and how to, uh, how to not just um, create a sense of anxiety, but actually uh, look at, at your risks of an organization and how to, uh, you know, put them in a format where it's actionable and where it increases your understanding um, of the company and that and that you actually uh, make it stronger. So you really bring that that legal and compliance and, and risk um, adverse mindset to the organizations you're a part of. I do my best. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I, I want to talk a little bit about um, board efficiency and making sure that they're effective. And I imagine that you've sat in multiple meetings that were uh, way longer than they needed to be. Uh, what do you believe is key in making those meetings effective and efficient? Well, I think the first thing sits uh, in the hands of the board members, which is read your package. And nobody wants to hear that. It's so boring and it's so trite. You know, it's like saying, you know, show up to class having done the readings. Um, but it's true. You know, um, it, the more that uh, each member of the board um, reviews the package thoroughly, uh, the more discussion you can have and less presenting, right? So less having management present to you. You can actually talk about the material, kick the tires on ideas, uh, and really try and you know do a full 360 around you know whatever issue uh, that is coming uh, forward. Uh, so I would say that's that's really important, and like I say, a little trite, but very important. <laughs> definitely, definitely is. And, and for those watching, um, let's say it's, it's a young millennial or someone in, in the workforce that um, has been in the workforce a while, they recently got hired on as a board. What are some best practices you could share with those people, Jody? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think first and foremost, you know, uh, you, you will want to sit down and have a conversation with the chair and have a conversation with the CEO um, and just try and figure out what are the challenges of that particular organization and where are they trying to go and try and determine why they're interested in having you around the board. Like what, what, what role do they envision you play? Um, and it may be that you see your role as that 
plus some other things, you it uh, you may uh, or you may just choose to solely focus on that. But I think it's just really important to kind of understand where the chair and the CEO uh, see what kind of role they see you play. Um, the second part is is just really understanding you know the context of of what of what you're operating in, um, what principles um, apply. So I'll use the example of the walrus. The walrus is a member of the trust project. Well, it's really important to understand what the principles of the trust project are and how they, how those uh, items impact you um, as a board member, how it influences your role and your contributions. Um, in the you know not-for-profit context, really understanding that mission, vision, and values, um, so that you're not just going through an agenda, right? You know, I think we've all found ourselves in those situations where you're at a meeting and, you know, you can sometimes think of your job as getting through the agenda. Or uh, when I was a university student, um, I used to joke, it's like, how many pages does this essay need to be? Oh, it needs to be 35 pages. Okay, well, my thesis is this essay will be 35 pages long. <laughs> no, that cannot be your thesis. You're not going to get a good mark if that's your thesis. So, you know, knowing, knowing what it is you're there to achieve so that you don't lose sight of that larger impact, um, I would say is really important too. And just, you know, reading those minutes, reviewing those board packages, and really focusing as much as you can uh, that, that your comments around the board table are in the form of questions. Um, your role as a board member isn't to know more than management. It's not to tell them what to do. Um, you're not their boss. Um, uh, but to frame as much as you can uh, your comments as questions so that you probe and that you really seek to understand the strengths of the weaknesses um, of the business as best you can. Wow, we, we've covered a lot tonight and you, there. <laughs> I think um, you mentioned some really great points of knowing your team, um, making sure that you understand uh, the role that you play in the organization, um, understanding the organization itself. You talked about um, coming prepared to meetings, reading the packages that's probably uh, reiterated many times throughout boards. So I, I truly appreciate your your insights today, Jody. And I think that um, for myself, being a young student sitting on a few boards and those that are watching, I think they really gained a lot from our, our conversation. Um, but before we wrap up, I just, I'll just i steal you for another minute here. We do have a, a question that popped up in the comments. Um, it's from Cameron Stalbrand. He says, could you talk a little bit about disagreeing with fellow board members? How do you deal with that? Uh, that's a great question uh, because it does happen, you know, and, you know, hopefully everyone around that board table is passionate about what you do. And, but that doesn't necessarily mean you agree on the best ways of going about it. Um, so I would say, first of all, um, and once again, you know, forgive me if I, if, if I sound a, a little trite, but, um, you know, we used to have this saying in law school when uh, we would talk about trial advocacy and you, you know, your job there was to cross-examine, not examine crossly, i.e., you know, your job there is to ask questions. It's not to be angry while you're asking the questions. And I would say that's the same thing. Like, you know, uh, always with full respect uh, of fellow board members, um, just doing your best to, uh, you know, ask questions, to challenge assumptions, but not the person. Um, and to really kind of understand 
where that person is coming from. You know, reasonable people can can disagree. And really, um, at some point uh, in a in your you know career at a board, there should be some significant disagreement, right? Otherwise, you know, you're probably falling a little bit of a victim to to groupthink. There should be some disagreement, and it may be a sign. I'll just digress for for one quick second. There's this really great book called Meltdown, and uh, and if you read that book, uh, it looks at the architecture of disasters and the way disasters uh, are set up. They uh, they most naturally occur in settings where there isn't a lot of friction. Um, so this book, um, among many other excellent arguments, makes the argument that having diversity and um, uh, diversity of opinion and perspective is super important to prevent meltdowns because it's that disagreement that creates friction. Otherwise, you can very quickly kind of go down a path that might, you know, end up representing an existential risk to the organization. That's a great point. I can imagine it, it can be difficult when you're so passionate about what you're speaking about, right? And knowing when to draw the line. Yeah, I would say one la one last tip don't back channel, try to keep all the conversation in the room. Uh, I think boards run into a lot of problems when people try and politic outside of the room. Really, you should try and keep all the conversation in the room, uh, disagree in front of each other, explore all the options, and then ultimately it tends to be up to the majority of the board to decide the best way forward. And once that decision is taken, you agree with that decision. <laughs> yes. Well, well, Jody, we, we covered a lot of ground tonight, and uh, I know we went over a bit in time, but I do appreciate you joining joining us, and especially the folks watching uh, out in Windsor, Essex. We appreciate your time and definitely appreciate all the knowledge you provided us. Um, so thanks for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for volunteering, Lyndon. It's really important to be a part of boards, and I just encourage all young people to get to really get involved in boards, because the sooner you get started, the more rich career you're going to have. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jody. We'll see you next time on the Coffee with Craner Show.